0: the florida gators are four and two after beating missouri there were still some concerns for me primarily this passing attack is a bit underwhelming we're going to talk about it here on locked on gators you are locked on gators your daily podcast on the florida gators part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Monday. Another victory Monday. I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with whole nine sports and giants, country of SI.com. And before even getting into today's content, just ask you a like, subscribe, comment, review, do all that fun stuff. It is greatly appreciated for me at least. And now we're talking about what is easily for me, the most concerning thing about the offensive side of the ball for the Florida Gators in 2022, the passing game. Um, Just starting like, like we'll start with Anthony Richardson. Sure. Um, confidence and consistency continue to be issues. Like, he didn't shoot the team in the foot the whole game. He didn't do that. It wasn't as bad as the Kentucky game or even the USF game. But it is concerning for me that that's still a thing that's that's going through Anthony Richardson right now. It's clearly he just doesn't have the confidence he should. Um, Because, he, look, he's incredibly talented. He's got... Size, phenomenal. Speed, phenomenal. Just overall athleticism, phenomenal. Cannon for an arm. He's proven now that he can, you know, he he knows what to do generally. He knows how to work through his reads. He's been he's added the, the touch pass to his game, which is something that in Kentucky really killed Florida. That Kentucky game, he just was fireballs everywhere. Not even fastballs, fireballs everywhere. Um, and, and that killed Florida a lot of the times, but on top of having all of those physical skills on top of the mental ones of being able to read a defense and know where he should go with the ball, he still struggles with confidence. And it's just so disappointing, I guess we'll say, because he's proven that he can do more than he's been doing. He's proven that he can be more productive than he's been. But it always comes back to, is he in his head? Is Anthony Richardson limiting Anthony Richardson? And I I understand this also, where we talk about the play calling, because that's been a huge thing. I know in the Lockdown Gators Discord, which the link is below, I know they were talking about it. They were killing the play calling. Um, Here's the thing, And, and I know I spoke about this last week. Missouri has a lot of, or they play a lot of man coverage. And they blitz a lot. They're a very, very aggressive man defense. And they send non-traditional rushers, we'll say. They send their slot a lot. They send an inside linebacker often. And here's the thing also with Missouri. A lot of times it's just we're either rushing or covering that running back or rushing or covering that tight end. And you kind of decide what we do. But Missouri, they, they rush a lot. And typically there are two or three approaches that people really take against these blitz-happy defenses. One, extra protectors, blockers, whatever you want to call them, just going, okay, you're going to send five or six, we're going to have our five O-linemen plus a tight end or plus a running back, and we're going to be prepared for that just in case. Like, whether or not, even if you just rush four, we've got guys in protection, so that's kind of what we're looking at. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the approach there. But that's not what Florida did. You could also trust your receivers to win their one-on-ones. And by that, I don't mean just go, okay, they're playing man, go get open. I mean, you've got Justin Shorter. You've got Keon Zipper, You've got Xavier Henderson. I think you should let them go deep or let them work along the sideline and, and fight for these contested catches. I think that's a very... I think that's the ideal strategy to take with this Florida Gators team. Just with who you've got on roster, trusting your receivers to win their one-on-ones while they're contested is the way you should go. And on top of that, let Ricky Pearsall try to win underneath with elusiveness and try to win with finesse. And then, you know, on the outside, you've got the big bodies just just dogging people. But that's not the approach that uh, that Florida takes. They take the approach that we all hate. Um, that's just, that's, that's what it is. Whether or not you want to argue it's effective, ineffective, everyone, like, Florida fans hate it. Where, they're like, okay, we're just going to throw it short a ton. You know, we're going to throw a swing in the backfield. We're going to just just quickly check it down real quick. And we're going to hope that pass catchers make plays but Florida doesn't have a lot of dynamic playmakers. When you're going, okay, we're going to pass it short and just hope for big plays, you want dynamic playmakers or receivers that are killing and blocking downfield, and our receivers have not done that this year in Gainesville. That's just not what's happened. So then you go, why is this our approach? You don't have dynamic playmakers that can make the plays by themselves. You don't have, uh, we'll say, good blocking receivers and downfield blockers in general. Why are you not just saying we know that we have a quarterback that could fit the ball into any window. We know that we have receivers that can win the majority of contested catch opportunities. And also when you're running these little ding and dunk games, you're kind of taken away. Sorry. I, I realize that I sound way worse than I usually do. Allergies are just demolishing me today. Um, When you have that little dink and dunk game, you kind of eliminate the scramble a little bit. Just because the ball is out of Anthony Richardson's hands so quickly that he doesn't have time to do you know that fourth and two play that he had against Missouri where he went through his progressions. It wasn't there. He looked in front of him wide open, and so he took it. And you kind of eliminate that when you go dink and dunk. That kind of takes it out. It's also... Here's the thing. I hate that play calling, but I'm also saying it's hard to go no, just throw deep, just throw it into coverage, just throw it, just throw it where your only year receiver can get it. Just, just make these big plays when you have a quarterback that is just constantly and eternally shell shocked. It's hard to fault Billy Napier about opening up the playbook and, inver- and involving the deep pass more often when Anthony Richardson is clearly shell-shocked. Why Why he's shell-shocked, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, he, like His eyes have been great this year. It's just he clearly gets in his own head so consistently, and that's what ruins it there. Um, so I, I understand both sides where... Do you open up the passing attack and just try to hope that Anthony Richardson gets his confidence and gets his rhythm back? Do you keep it short and hope that that helps him build his confidence and his rhythm? Uh, what what do you do? Because I feel like it's a lose-lose if you're Billy Napier. Because uh, you're either going to open up the playbook and it's not going to work if your quarterback doesn't get his confidence back. Or you're going to keep this playbook as simplified as it is. And that's just not... That's just not super helpful, right? I think that's the big issue there. So I think that's where Florida is just really genuinely screwed when we're talking about this. We're about to look at the defense and, I mean, what how they improved and what they did to improve and why they looked so good against Missouri. But first, we're talking about maybe the ultimate defense because the numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their homes. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. Right? At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I use Simply Safe in my home. Uh, it was a false alarm, but luckily for me, I had Simply Safe to let me know. It was just kids in the yard. A ball came into the yard. So. That's what happened. Um, but again, I'm glad to at least know that I'm covered. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at SimplySafe.com slash lockdown college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit SimplySafe.com slash lockdown college to learn more. And remember, there's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again for making Locked Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're taking a look at this Florida Gators defense, which against Missouri played a pretty dang good football game. Uh, and we'll talk about what exactly changed and why they played so much better than we'd seen them play throughout the majority of the season, really. Uh, but first, I mean, th- there was Jaden Hill two interceptions, one for six, one to save Missouri from even scoring a field goal there. Uh, I mean, that's it's a 10-point swing from just Jaden Hill. That's he. You can say, hey, Jaden Hill, you're responsible for 10 points because you stopped those three from Missouri when they were in the red zone, and you took six for yourself and, of course, the PAT. And I think part of that was because of the amount of zone coverage that the Florida Gators played. Uh, It it was a lot of zone. We'll look at specifically what zones, but you can kind of tell when you're watching that they're playing a lot of zone. I mean, the pick six was clearly just zone. It was Jaden Hill dropping back. I think it was cover three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think that's going to be the approach with Jaden Hill. Yes, his knee is great. I know that people were talking about, like, oh, his his knee looks perfect. You know, he slid on his knees after the touchdown and all that. Uh, I think the big thing with Jaden Hill is yeah, he can run straight. He could drop back and he can run straight and he can kind of explode there. But that I don't think that ever really should have been the concern. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people who have had any knee injuries and particularly ACL will tell you it's the lateral agility that should have been the concern. It's that explosiveness and, and all that that should have been the concern. And it still is for me for now for Jaden Hill, just because, again, they played a lot of zones. So we haven't seen a ton of him moving laterally and working in man. When you're playing zone, you get to kind of work with your eyes more than anything else. And your athleticism is not as important. And I can say that because I am not athletic. I was pretty good in zone as a corner. Um, not, not Again, not athletic, but I could play zone pretty well because it's, it's about your eyes and your head more than anything else. So you kind of see that. Jaden Hill hasn't really gone much, hasn't really done a ton of lateral work. Again, not a lot of man coverage. We'll see if he gets back to his 2020 self. Um, he's not there yet, but I mean, if he's gonna keep playing like that in zone coverage, who cares? I mean, honestly. That, that's who cares if he's going to play damn good football in zone coverage. Another player who had a I want to say ridiculously monstrous game, Ventrell Miller. My goodness. First of all, as a pass rusher, seven rush attempts, two pressures for Ventrell Miller. He had 14 tackles, by the way. Like he, like, he was a freak. I realize I'm, like, losing my mind. So Ventrell Miller played a just phenomenal, phenomenal game there. Uh, it, it was just fantastic football by Ventura Miller. Allowed one catch for two yards in coverage. And I said this in the uh, the postcast Saturday after the Missouri game, where I used to say, Ventura Miller, he's going to make it to the NFL. But I'm not sure if he'll ever be a starter quality player. I'm not sure if he'll ever be that guy or if he'll ever be able to play that middle linebacker role, he might be relegated to, to the SAM strong side role where you know, you're in when you think the team when you think the other teams going to run the ball, but in passing downs you're out in I mean just general like 50-50s you're probably out, you're probably the one that comes out for Nickel. But Van Miller this year first of all has shown that he's got starter quality potential. And I don't mean in college, I mean in the NFL, as someone who he could play the Sam, but he 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 could also play a wee bit of that middle linebacker, he'll never be a weak side linebacker. He's not that guy. But he could play middle linebacker, and that's kind of the important part when you're looking at someone like Ventra Miller. Linebackers in this Florida Gators defense play a lot of zone coverage. And for years, we've been talking about Miller as he really struggles in coverage this year. That has not been the case. And I don't care statistically. I mean, watching him, Ben Miller has played very good in zone coverage, which is again, just just so relieving considering a big thing for us this year, going into the year was like, I know my listeners and myself were like, well, linebacker coverage is going to be a bit of a pain with Amari, Bernie, and your Bernie's played better than we, uh, better than we anticipated. I'll say he's been incredible as a pass rusher. And then Ventra Miller has just been lights out really everywhere that we've seen him play this year. Uh, So I think when you're looking at Ventra Miller, you go NFL guy, for sure. He's going to be playing on Sundays at some point, but he's also one of the better linebackers in college football and potentially the single most valuable defender on any college football team. There are better defenders, but I don't know if there's a single one that's as valuable as Ventura Miller. This defense looks way worse when he's not on the field. And that's not just he's that good. That's his leadership and his IQ make this team so much better, make this defense so, so much better, especially when you consider how bad the defensive line has been against the run. But I will say against Missouri, defensive line balled out. Princely Oman finally started living up to the hype that we've been talking about for months now. He got benched against Eastern Washington or prior to Eastern Washington. Justice Boone was a starter at that DN spot. Princely oman milin was a backup. Well, Missouri, he was listed as a starter again. And, uh, Wow. Um, Prince Princely and Mealian played angry. Uh, two sacks against Missouri, which means three sacks in the past two weeks, is fantastic for Prince Lee. He's finally coming to life. Four tackles for a gain of three or less against the run on Saturday against Missouri, which Missouri was trying to run the ball quite a bit. Defensive line just played phenomenal. And Prince Lee and Mealian played coverage, um, which... He has not done well at, but against Missouri, he did play pretty well in coverage whenever he saw him. He, he's never been in coverage much, but when he was in coverage prior to Missouri, it was ugly. i um, not going to lie to you. It was ugly, but he played much better. Jervon Dexter and Burton Cox Jr. combined for uh, two sacks. They had f- combined for five stops for gain of three or less against the run. Dexter... Thank you for finally showing it. Like he played much more like the expectations have been for his. I don't know if it was the rotations that helped or, or what it was, but thank you. Uh, third and longs are something we will talk about tomorrow. That's going to be a big focal point tomorrow and we'll see what really went wrong, where and why, but obviously as things go around, we'll talk about how we could fix him, but just know, things weren't great on third and long, whether it was execution or play calling, not the best. The Florida Gators were 10.5 point favorites against the Missouri Tigers this Saturday. That was the fourth time this season that the Florida Gators were favored to win a game on Bet Online. And it was the fourth time the Florida Gators did not cover. There were two games where the Florida Gators were projected to lose. They covered both those games. They lost 1 1 1, but they covered both those games. And they are just the worst. Just always bet. I mean, if Florida is favored, bet that they will not cover. If Florida is the underdog, just they're covering. That's all you got to do. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs and sports information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online, it's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about what changed with the defense. How did they improve? Because there were a, there was a lot of improvement, it's as simple as that. And like I said, zone coverage is one of those things where it plays to the strengths of Jaden Hill. I spoke about it a bit last segment, but that's just what he does. He, he's very good in zone, it's not what he does, but he's very good in zone, much better in zone than he is in man, so it makes a lot of sense to have him play zone coverage. Maybe you see a bit more man when he's not the one on the field, or maybe... The whole defense just shifts more towards zone, but when Jaden Hill is on the field, there's a lot more zone coverage than there is man coverage, or this the gap between zone and man widens because it's usually zone coverage for the Gators in general. But the gap widens significantly when Jaden Hill is on the field, which, again, understandable, one. Two, I realize a lot of people are like, oh, well, they have to play zone because him. It's not great uh, that you kind of limit yourself but at the same time if you're doing it well who cares right right i don't know well that's i guess it's up to the person but i don't care if it's if florida's got to play zone because of Jaden hill and they're committed to starting him then i guess it's good that you're putting him in the best position to succeed even though i think that there are other dbs that are in that starting four that maybe would benefit from not just playing straight up zone every time. I'm not them, you know, I can't make that call. I'm just saying from what I see, I think a little bit more man would benefit. But again, if Jaden Hill is going to produce the way he did in zone, don't care. Simple as that. Communication looked significantly better, whether you're looking at the secondary or linebackers or anything. Communication just looked so much better. There were none of those horrendous, Horrendous miscommunications on the defensive side of the ball, which we've seen just be the Florida Gators' Achilles' heel this year. No matter which team you're talking about either, no matter which game you're talking about, big plays have killed the Florida Gators this year. Um, A lot of it has been communication errors. That didn't really happen against Missouri. Uh, Busted coverages didn't really happen. Everybody moved after the snap, so that was good. Everybody moved. No one stood still. Uh, Players were clearly speaking to each other pre-snap, whether it was... You know, Ventrell Miller communicating everything to the D line or the linebackers or safeties making a call, and making an adjustment. There was a lot of communication, which, by the way, is one of the easiest things to fix, because it's like, well, guess why we screwed up? Because we weren't because we weren't communicating well. Start doing that, like, like just make it a habit to do, it and then eventually you'll just do it without even thinking. And that's what you would—that's kind of what you want as a coach, is a team that will just be a bit autonomous and will actually communicate with each other without you needing to scream at them because they're giving up hundreds of yards on busted coverages. So thank you, Florida, for not doing that against Missouri. Pass rush didn't get bullied. That was a massive improvement for the defensive line. And I just mean you know, our defensive line didn't get bullied, I'll say. Not even pass rush. Pass rush stepped up a lot, but we'll say defensive line didn't get bullied. Britton Cox and Jervon Dexter... They won their battles. They played like the expectation is for them, very high expectations for them. Yes, I know that. Maybe unreasonable, but they just looked up to it. So hopefully they can continue to do it against, you know, LSU, Georgia, AM, South Carolina, Florida State. We want to see them just demolish Florida State, obviously. Princely Umunamialin came to life as a pass rusher. He's just, again, the past two weeks, He's been playing pissed off. He's been playing damn good. So if you want to keep pissing him off, keep doing it. Because Prince Liam and William for the first four weeks of the season, I said was playing too soft, too passive. The past two weeks, nope, <laughs> not, not too passive anymore. Now he's playing Florida Gators football, and he's doing a damn good job at it. So I'm cool with that. Ventrell, Miller. I mean, he got pressure when he rushed, he rushed. again. I know I mentioned this before. Seven blitz attempts, two pressures. A phenomenal clip to get there, creating those one on ones, winning those one on ones. So I mean, you 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 kind of have to go. Okay, like I, I know a lot of people hate that you're kind of taking some players out of certain positions and moving them around to do these little blitzes, but or little pressures, but they're working. So it, it's kind of hard to argue there. Uh Desmond Watson wasn't on the field as much, which is one of the reasons that the pass rush specifically came to life a bit more. That's not a knock on him. That's just you know, that that's not the kind of player he is. Chris McClellan and Justice Boone played more, which gave the Florida Gators uh more of a full front of pass rushers, I'll say you take off the nose tackle, you put on a pass rusher or a three-tech, or you move Gervon to three, or you move Jervon to zero and put on a three-tech there. You're, you're adding a lot of talent, a lot of pass rush ability to this defense. And I think that's what Florida's trying to figure out and trying to experiment. And also just in general, the early rotations allowed for the Florida Gators' defense to be more well-rested throughout the entire game and play better for the entire game. They rotated a lot on offense and defense. I know I noted at the time where it was, uh, I think it was Trevor Etienne, Marcus Burke, Dante Sanders, Trent Whitmore, and Jaquavion Frazier as the five pass catchers on the field. And it's was like, that's it. That's a quintuplet, I guess. That, uh, (laughs) I, what, quartet? Is that? No, that's four. Whatever five is, quintet, I guess. Uh, I don't think that duo had, I don't think that quintet had ever been on the field at the same time before the season. So that's great to see. But you also had on defense, you had, and just the defensive front, Antoine Powell Ryland, Chris McClellan, Jalen Lee, Lloyd Summerall, Tyreek Sepp, Justice Boone. They all played less snaps than they played against Eastern Washington, um, but they rotated in way earlier. They started rotating in almost you know second drive defense, which allowed guys like Javon Dexter and Britton Cox Jr. to rotate more and to keep fresh and to be fresh for longer and later in the game, and that proved to play dividends. I'd imagine Florida does that from now on because you maybe found the issue to your second half specifically run defense woes that have just demolished the the Gators this whole season. So hopefully there's some fixing there. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more about your Florida Gators, especially versus Missouri. We'll talk about how the defense can continue to improve and continue to build, especially on third and long. For your second listen, make sure it's Lockdown SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university. University of Florida for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work at the whole nine sports and giants country of SI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.